Part one of the discussion is about how to be remarkable in the connection economy. When information is unlimited and it costs nothing to produce, a business proposition designed to command people's attention and to break the bond the customer has with your competition is going to be unbeatable. This is Digital Bacon FM. Alina, too young to know the clapping isn't for Alina, of course. It's because it's 10 o'clock. It's Wednesday. And it's an introduction to Mr. Stephen Barnes. Good morning, sir. Well, hello there, young man. How the hell are you? Not too shabby. How are you besides packing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, on my uh, annual sojourn with my darling wife to Okinawa. So uh, I'm going till uh, first week of November and uh, yeah, I'll be speaking to you a little bit later on this week uh, from uh, the sunny climbs uh, and uh, kicking back somewhat, I uh, hasten to add. Very, very nice. So picking up from the slide, be remarkable. Let's go. Well, okay, again, so just, just yeah, context as always, uh, how to build a monopoly from nothing with no money invested uh, and an initiative that we have called the Monopoly Planner, which is a distillation of all the core elements of uh, um, an intelligent content marketed uh, business that's essentially built from the ground up to avail the opportunities afforded in the connection economy. Um, And so that planner project is basically split into 10 modules, uh, 36 chapters. And today uh, we're going to uh, carry on in module three, uh, chapter nine, talking about being remarkable, which Mm. uh, is building on uh, the stuff that we talked about last week, which is all about the golden rule and the various uh, um, iterations of that thereof. So, yeah, be remarkable. The idea is that um, in the connection economy, we're the only true thing of value in an an age where information is totally unlimited and costs nothing to produce. Uh, The only thing that carries any real value is people's attention. Mm. Um, so if you have any kind of proposition uh, for the connection economy, uh, whatever it is, it's going to have to be designed in such a way that it's going to command people's attention because uh, if it doesn't command people's attention, it's not going to be found or heard of and uh, you may as well not exist. Um, and the idea about uh, commanding people's attention is that you should, uh, as far as you possibly can, with your proposition, be remarkable. And this is really um, sort of Seth Golden's work emanating from his book in 2003 called Purple Cow. Um, and uh, with Purple Cow, essentially, Seth Golden is articulating this idea that uh, um, unless you can really get somebody's attention, you don't exist. So you've got to be uh, unique uh, and you've got to be remarkable. And when you look at the definition of remarkable, it uh, comes out as you know, being defined as worth talking about or worth noticing, um, exceptional, new, interesting. So um, if you want to be successful in the connection economy, um, you need to have a business model that uh, essentially includes all of those qualities. Uh, and if you don't have uh, a business that is remarkable, um, no one's going to literally uh, remark about you. Uh, and uh, when you're dealing with connections, what you really want is the opportunity for you to be passed along through those chain of connections. And uh, the only way you'll be able to do that is if you stand out in some meaningful way. Mm. Okay. 
Um, and with all of the all of the noise out there, what ways can you make yourself noticeable? Well, there's there's a gazillion ways to make yourself noticeable. Really, uh, you just have to start thinking sort of right outside the box and say, well, you know, what is it that somebody would completely not expect to have as you know a solution to a problem or an answer to a question or um, something that uh, there's a, a latent need to um, to have addressed uh, with other parties assisting you, you know address those issues um how can you bring that proposition to the attention of the people who need to know about it in a way that is just completely left field if you will so it, it, it can be a combination of um many different things or it can be a standalone thing mm. um you know being being remarkable in for example in in my early work when i did the hong kong visa visa blog i decided to use a puppet character mm. um because there is absolutely no way in a million years anybody would ever, uh, if they found themselves on a Hong Kong immigration website or any professional service website for that matter, would they expect to come across a, a puppet that's giving professional advice? Did you not so, see that as a risk? Know, uh, not really, no, because I wanted uh, I wanted people to sort of look at it and say, well, that's unusual. What's going on here? Mm. Okay. Now, you know, bearing in mind that... Uh, as I've just said, you know, you can have a, a single feature that gives you uh, remarkability, or you can have multiple features that, you know, collectively amount to you being remarkable. So, whilst we did the Hadley Poplar character as uh, a purple cow type feature, um, when you look at the rest of our, our web presence, you can pretty quickly glean that there's something interesting going on. So, therefore, it's not as surprising to see a puppet character dispensing professional advice because in the context <laughs> in the context of where Hadley was dishing out his wares, um, there's a lot of other interesting and funky stuff going on that again just takes you down a different path to, you know, perhaps uh, ascribing a quality to this professional service enterprise. It's quite different from anything that you might have seen before. Mm. Uh, and that's what the, that's what the outcome's you know, all about. That's what this mission's all about. You've got to do it differently. Mm. So, um, really, if you adopt an intelligent content marketing strategy, uh, for your business at its DNA, what will result will be remarkable by, by implication. Mm. Um, because if you apply all of these, facets that we're covering um, through the Monopoly Planner and elsewhere, detailed elsewhere on intelligent content marketing. You know, there are all these elements that you can inject into your proposition that collectively just come out to be something, you know, remarkable. Um, you know, if you look at the Hong Kong immigration business that we've done, we've injected an idea virus. So we've got the whole concept of the Hong Kong visa geezer in play with a website on the back of that, that where, where it so happens as a puppet character. You know, so that's, that's remarkable in of itself. And then you've got the fact that we offer 200% money back guarantee. Um, and we have a policy of not accepting every client that comes our way. We only accept those cases that we genuinely feel that we can get approved. So most professional service businesses don't operate like that. They don't offer guarantees in that fashion, and they're not overly selective about who uh, who they take, whose money they take, because at the end of the day, they're in, they believe they're in the business of dispensing advice. Actually, mm -hmm. they're in the business of delivering peace of mind, which is another facet of 
you know, remarkability that, that creeps in if you apply an intelligent content marketing strategy to your business. Now, to be to be remarkable and outstanding, how well do you have to understand your competitor's proposition? Um, well, clearly, you have to understand it really well. The good news is that when you do analyze your competitor's proposition, you'll realize at core, they're all operating in the industrial economy model. Uh, and they've got, you know, variations of uh, sophistication uh, and layers of um, of differentiation on top of the proposition. But at, at core, you'll probably discover they're just still operating in the industrial economy model and haven't anticipated the the opportunities afforded in the connection economy. So, so you know, whilst you need to understand your competition really well, really that's just a function of understanding your market place really well so if you understand your marketplace really well and then you start thinking about you know the realities of the connection economy and then thinking you know of ways to disaggregate and aggregate value and then use a content proposition to begin to generate a tribe and you know have the market shift from under the ground of your industrial economy competitors um you know you would if you know your market well and have access to this kind of thinking that we discuss through your show, um, you know you can you can you can pretty quickly steal a march on your competition, irrespective of how um, well entrenched they are presently and how well resourced they are. Um, mm. You can undermine their marketplace by being unique, interesting, and remarkable. Okay, now if you if you take the premise that you get people on a first go kind of kind of way, so you 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 would. Uh, answer a question that somebody has about wanting a visa and the hope would be that you develop a relationship with somebody what do you do what would you suggest anybody does to break the relationship that they may have with another service provider in other words how do you break the loyalty that they have with somebody else to get them to come and then make use of your services rather it's very simple you can compete against free okay so if you come with you come with a, a free value proposition that undermines the value of your competition at core uh, then what are your competition going to do mm. okay so so what we do is we've liberated uh the hong kong immigration services market from the tyranny of a vacuum of information because uh, historically industrial competitor immigration consultants, they sell fear, they don't sell peace of mind. They sell fear because their, uh, their, their proposition is that uh, they've got all this information and specialist know-how that's, that, that, that's sort of unique and secret to them. Uh, the client hasn't got access to that unique knowledge and know-how, therefore uh, to access it, you need to pay. Mm. Um, and uh, the underlying dynamic behind that is if you don't pay, well, you're not going to get the outcome. So, you know, you're scared, mm. right? So you said they're selling fear in that regard. Aren't, aren't there so two sides of the same coin? Fear and peace of mind? One, one, one is the delivery of the other. Well, 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 there are two sides of the same coin, i.e. this is the, the job to be done. Yes. That the, the client, the client has got to get out of the way, right? Mm. Um, but if you're going to sell fear, that's based on scarcity, which is industrial economy concept. But if you want to sell peace of mind, then what you, the first thing you need to do is to empower the, the, the client to understand uh, the, uh, you know, the arena that, that, uh, that he's having to do his thinking in. 
And the only way that he can get his head around what his problem's all about so he can make an informed decision is to be able to, A, have access to the information that's credible, uh, that, that, that he can trust, to know that you know he's got the basis of an understanding of how to go about solving his problem. Mm. Um, and once he's, uh, once he's got uh, the, uh, the knowledge, he then uh, has the ability to appreciate the value and make an informed decision as to whether or not this is something that he wants to do himself um, because the material has been delivered to him in such a way so that he can do it himself. Mm. So, so what you've done in that, in that guys, is you've, you've, you've come into the marketplace and you've, re, you, you've kind of, re, as I say, replaced the market of, you know, from the vacuum of the, the tyranny of a lack of a vacuum of information. And, and now, uh, and now, now everyone that's operating in this space can understand what it's all about. So we, we, we have, you know, enough knowledge of the dynamic of an immigration service to know that there are two types of customers, those that want to pay and those that don't want to pay. So our market is really those people who do want to pay, and they are a certain percentage of the total marketplace. So we know that that's our readily available market. Mm. And those who do want to pay um, have, have arrived at the conclusion that it's time for them to pay. And in fact, it's the right thing for them to, to pay because they now understand uh, what it's all about. And, and, and they know that they could go off and do work to solve this problem themselves. But actually, that's not what they want to do. They might not like doing the. They might not be afraid of doing the paperwork, but in the final analysis, they don't want to do it wrong. Mm. So if they do it wrong, then you know all hell lets loose. So well, if we the fear, then stand it? in front of them and, in indeed, yeah, but we don't sell fear. We sell peace of mind because <laughs> at the point where they're at the point at the point where they're making the decision that they're going to part with money. We stand there and say, "Well, we'll be happy. To, we'll be happy to solve this problem for you." And by the way, we'll actually invest in you because if you don't get your visa, then we're going to give you double your money back. And you know that, you know, we're not going to give our money, give you double your money back um, if uh, if we're not confident you can get have your approval. Mm -hmm. So there, we you know we deliver peace of mind. So we you completely change the uh, the landscape of the of the marketplace by. By, by by providing a, a free proposition that allows people to understand actually you know what the problem is and, and how, how the best how it's best for them to go about solving that problem and in in the process of educating themselves they've learned about you right and so you're you're standing there at, you're the first point of contact that they have for for them to progress you know to 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 the next stage which is the genesis of a relationship Mm. Now, you and I have discussed at length, and I know you had conversations with many people before about the concept of free. Have any of your competitors ever knocked on your door and said, how are you doing it? But more importantly, why are you doing it for free? Uh, well, well, I'm sure you asked that question metaphorically because um, <laughs> I'm a metaphorical they, they kind they of bloke. You certainly are, because uh, you don't you don't actually need to knock on knock on our door to ask that question. Um, essentially, we we publish to this, and you know our websites speak about this. My blog speaks about this. The whole intelligent content marketing website is is all about this stuff, right? Mm. Um, so so they don't need to come in front of me and ask me how I'm doing it and what it's all about. Uh, it's there for them if they want to go looking. But here's here's the thing, right? Um, I don't know what my competitors are doing in direct response to the posture that we've adopted, you know, on the web right now. All I can do is look to see if there is anything similar emerging from our competitors that represents a, a, pro a proposition similar to ours in other jurisdictions and, and looking to see if any of our direct competitors in Hong Kong 
you know, are seeking to, you know, emulate what we're doing. Uh, and I don't see that happening. And uh, I just don't think that there's um, uh, too much sort of, you know, competition that we need to be concerned about right now because of where we are in this. So, uh, so what I can, what I can, I kind of conclude from, let's say, the lack of action on my, on the part of my competitors uh, in this regard is that, is that A, they, they don't understand it. Uh, or B, if they understand it, they don't think there's any value in it. Um, and even if they do understand it and they think there's some value in it, they may not be progressing because, you know, it's one thing being an immigration services provider. It's another thing being a publishing company. Mm. Uh, and to adopt our approach, you'd have to effectively become a publishing company. But the most important thing, unless you, unless you understand what you're able to accomplish by adopting a business model like this, you don't have any compelling need to really intellectualize and think about it because you've got your own internal compass that's well set in a certain direction that's now delivering value to you that represents the way that you've always operated. And, and that's, a, that's a certainty and a known, right? Um, and if you're, in that, uh, if you're in that zone, then your ability to actually ascribe any sort of, let's say, competitive threat value to the kind of stuff that we're all about, they just they simply can't relate to it. So they can't turn their mind to it. Um, um, and it's just the whole thing about, you know, a disruptive, disruptive innovation and the innovator's dilemma. Mm. Uh, you, 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 you can see that, you, in a sense, you can see there's something interesting happening before you, but, 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 it, but it doesn't matter until it starts actually directly impacting your bottom line in a deep, meaningful way. You simply don't see it as any kind of threat because it's not a threat to you. Hmm. Problem is, of course, that you know by the time the threat ultimately presents itself, it's too late at that point, and hmm. it's it's classic Clay Christensen through and through. So, so that's why you know we, we we haven't we haven't been emulated, and we we don't see anybody getting anybody else in immigration in other jurisdictions getting excited about what uh, what we're all about and, and copying us to the end. And that's not to say that they won't do, but but at the moment we haven't seen anything. Yeah. So. All these big businesses that are global things, they see you handling a small part of the market, but you're really playing on the big game. Well, well, that's right, because the stuff that we're doing in Hong Kong is actually immediately applicable to any jurisdiction. Um, it's, it's readily applicable without, uh, without too many adjustments. You know, you, 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 you change the idea of iris name a little bit and you, um, you know, look at uh, sort of different, different kinds of uh, uh, language to describe the products that you're selling, you know, depending on the marketplaces. But, but architecturally, you could cut and paste the Hong Kong Visa Center business model and pop it into any jurisdiction. And, uh, uh, and between seven and 10 years later, you know, be setting yourself up for a monopoly in that space. Mm. Now, sir, I know that you are busy packing, so I'll let you get back to it. You have an absolutely awesome flight tomorrow, and uh, hopefully we'll chat to you in Okinawa on Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, finish, we'll finish off the remarkable piece on, uh, on Friday. Sounds good. You have a good day. Take care. Bye. Bye. Digital Bacon FM. Stay tuned for the next episode for more elements of a remarkable business proposition that befits the connection economy.